This is ProBlogger. Hey there, friends, and welcome to episode 279 of the ProBlogger podcast. My name is Darren Rouse, and I'm the blogger behind ProBlogger.com, a blog designed to help you to start and to grow a profitable blog. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest, Jeff Goins. Uh, I've been wanting to bring Jeff onto the podcast for a while now. Uh, Many of you will know of Jeff. He has uh, a fantastic uh, blog that I do encourage you to check out. We'll link to it in the show notes today. And he writes great advice for people who write. Uh, If you want to become a better writer, particularly if you want to um, write a book, he has some great advice. And I wanted to get Jeff on the show today to talk a little bit about how his business or his blogging business has evolved over the years because he started a number of years ago now and what he's doing today is very different to the way he started. He really started in, I guess, a personal record-keeping kind of way uh, with his blogging and he's uh, grown his brand and his business around that. As he says in this interview, he's actually had nine blogs over the years and his last one has really um, built the business. So he's got a lot of great advice today as we talk about this uh, idea of evolving your blog. Now, today's interview is actually a little bit different to any interview I've done before because I sent Jeff the questions via email and he recorded them in one hit. So he kind of interviews himself, although the questions do come from me. So it's a new style of interview. Um, It helps me to create this um, because we're in different time zones and I really like what he's put together. So this might be something we do in future a little bit more um, because it really, I think, is very effective. In fact, Jeff says stuff during this interview that I really needed to hear on a personal level myself. And I might talk a little bit about that at the end of this interview. The other reason I'm bringing on Jeff today is that he's speaking at our upcoming ProBlogger event in Melbourne on the 9th and 10th of August. And we still do have a small number of tickets available to that, particularly the Mastermind, um, which Jeff is going to be at for two full days. So if you enjoy Jeff in this and you can get to Melbourne, Australia on the 9th and 10th of August, go to problogger.com forward slash events and uh, you can see what we're running there. And you uh, might just be sitting around the table with Jeff for a couple of days in August. So I'm going to hand over to Jeff now. And at the end, I want to come back and just pull out a few of the things that really impacted me in this interview of sorts. Here's Jeff. Creating great content, finding an audience, building engagement, monetizing your blog. This is ProBlogger. Hello, this is Jeff Goines, and I am answering some questions that uh, Darren sent me. So I think what I'll do is I will read the question and then share my answer. Question number one. How has your blog evolved to the point that it's at now? Tell your evolution story. So my blog really began um, as a series of different blogs over the years. My first blog was in um, 2006, uh, 2005 and 2006. I was touring with a band all over North America 
and I wanted to catalog the journey. And so I started a blog on Zanga, which, you know, I'd always journaled and written as a kid. And this was another outlet. This was a way for me to kind of share my journey. And uh, I had a handful of friends reading it and it was just fun to share. And it was a big wake up call for me when halfway through this year of playing music for a living, which I had always thought was like the dream, that my favorite part of the week was not playing shows for sometimes thousands of screaming and sometimes thousands of indifferent teenagers. Uh, It was this hour or so in the afternoon, usually on a Saturday or a Sunday, where we would be staying with a family somewhere and I would use, ask to use their desktop computer and I would write a blog post cataloging what we had done that day. And so that was like my first blog and, and my first experience with sharing my life and my ideas with the world and just the thrill of you know pressing publish and, and sharing that. And this evolved into me moving to Nashville, getting a job with a nonprofit, actually training uh, missionaries in how to blog uh, for this nonprofit organization that I worked for for seven years, becoming the marketing director there, learning about online marketing. And in that process, deciding I wanted to get back into blogging for myself, I had been helping other people share their stories and I wanted to start doing it again for myself. I, I missed it. I felt like I had something to say and wanted to share it with the world. And so over the years, I had started these different blogs and fits and starts and honestly had been following ProBlogger for a long, long time and wanted to make a living as a writer but didn't know how to do that. And I remember Darren sharing on a webinar that the first year as a full-time blogger, he made $36,000. And he he was saying it like, you know, you're not going to just start off making six figures, like it's kind of hard. But that was exactly my salary that year. And I was like, wow, I could replace my income with blogging? That sounded really exciting. And so I had started all these blogs. I'd started, I think I went back and counted recently, it was like nine different blogs from that first Zanga blog in 2006 to um, like 2010 when I, at the end of the year, started a blog called Goins Writer, goinswriter.com, which is the blog that I have today. And so... I was really frustrated with myself for quitting all those previous blogs. I realized that all those failed blogs had one thing in common, and that was that I quit them at some point. And so I had grown up a little bit. I had a little bit more responsibilities. I better understood marketing and what might and might not work in terms of a blog and a message. And so I had decided when I started this blog at the end of 2010, when I was getting much more serious about writing for a living, that I would do this for two years before I would quit, that I would write every single day on this blog for two years without quitting. And then at the end of two years, if I didn't have at least 250 subscribers, which was the most I'd ever had on any blog, then I would quit. And... um go do something else. So I wasn't going to do it forever, but I was going to give it a good, solid try. Because in the past, I'd always started these blogs and anywhere from six weeks to six months later, I would quit and I would go start something else. And I thought, what would just happen if I just stuck with it? And so that's what I did. In 2011, I blogged every single day. I started paying attention to what I was learning on ProBlogger and CopyBlogger and following other writers and bloggers online. And I 
reached out to them. I asked to guest post. I offered them opportunities to guest post on my site. Um, and I just started building an email list. I learned about lead magnets and ways to get people on your subscriber list. And by the end of 2011, I'd grown an email list of about 10,000 people and realized that I could monetize this. And, um, and then in 2012, I sold a couple of ebooks and um, made uh, about $50,000 off of uh, this ebook called You Are a Writer, so start acting like one. And then from there, I turned that ebook essentially into an online course called Tribe Writers. And uh, made an extra hundred thousand dollars or so off of that and some affiliate uh, marketing that I was doing, and so in 2012 um, I made about one hundred fifty thousand dollars in side income off of this little blog business that I had started really in the last six months of the year, and I was still working at this nonprofit making about thirty thousand dollars a year. And so that year, my wife quit her job. She um, gave birth to our first child, our son, Aiden. And she quit her job. She didn't go back after having our baby. Uh, I was getting ready to quit my job, and we started this business, and we tripled our household income in a matter of months. And that was 2012. And in 2013, I uh, quit my job. I turned 30, and I've been a full-time blogger, author, speaker and online entrepreneur ever since. And so that's been my blogging journey, lots of other stories in there. Um, but where I'm at now is when I started the blog, I didn't know what I wanted. I mean, I had a goal of replacing my wife's income, uh, which was about $30,000 uh, and I thought if I replace her income, I can keep my job and then do this thing on the side and I'll essentially have two jobs. She can stay home and uh, be a full-time mom for a while, which is something we agreed that um, you know would be good. We both wanted that. And I would just, yeah, this is what, what I would do. And so when my initial goal was met and then exceeded, I didn't really know what to do with that. And so I just started chasing more for the sake of more, uh, getting more subscribers, trying to make more money, doubling and tripling our revenue every single year, growing a team, doing all this stuff. And then one day I woke up and realized this isn't what I wanted. Um, what I wanted was way back there. It was this simple uh, life and way to do my work where I was getting paid to write the stuff that I wanted to write. And a big wake-up call for me was, you know, I started this, online education business, teaching online courses uh, so that I could write and make money. And I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, uh, hitting the bestseller list every time uh, and selling, you know, hundreds of thousands of copies of a book so that I could make an income off of my uh, writing. I could just get paid and, and write books that I believed in and not worry about them having to be bestsellers. And it was a big wake-up call for me when I realized that I was so busy running this education business that was supposed to provide an income and the freedom for me to write. Uh, I was so busy running that business that I no longer had time to write. And I had actually hired a writer to write my blog posts for me. And I realized, man, something is off here. This business that I started so that I could be a writer is now keeping me from writing. And over the past few years... Um, I've had to make a, a series of difficult decisions to kind of get back in my lane, get focused on the creative work, which is the work that only I can do, and not worry about what everybody else is doing and just learn how to run my own race. And the result of that has been I have felt more successful. I have been happier with my work than I've ever been and just more at peace. And as a result, I think the work is better. 
um, I'm actually personally netting a higher income while generating uh, fewer sales just because I've gotten really specific and focused on the work that I want to do that only I can do. And it doesn't have anything to do with growing some huge media empire. It's just about me doing the work that I believe in and sharing it with the world. So that's my blogging story and my answer to question one. You're listening to Pro Blogger. Question two is what are three top tips behind the success you've achieved? So I believe that all education is broken up into three um, areas. One is principles, two is strategies, and then three is tools. A lot of people in the online marketing space like to talk about tools and strategies, meaning uh, what's working now and how do I how do I do this, right? How do I grow my email list? Well, you need a lead magnet and you can set it up in MailChimp. Uh, MailChimp is a tool. The strategy is using a lead magnet to get more subscribers. But underlying most strategies and tools are principles. Um, tools change often. Strategies change sometimes. Principles never change. Principles are usually timeless truths that if they change, they change very gradually over the course of uh, decades, if not centuries. So I'm very interested in the principles and um, a few principles that have worked well for me that continue to work, uh, although the modalities, the strategies and tools that I use to accomplish these things uh, have changed. And uh, one lesson that I've learned, one principle, uh, is that you always have to give before you ask. Right? You always have to give more than you want to take. And I heard Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this in regards to his book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. He said, most people think that means give, 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 take. doesn't mean give, 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 take. It means give, 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 ask. And so for every ask, hey, sign up for my email list. Hey, buy my book. Hey, do this, do that. Uh, I want to give at least three things away for free. And a phrase that we use in a lot of our courses with our students is um, you have to be uh, relentlessly generous. You have to be relentlessly generous with your audience. And when I would start a blog, I would, it was about me. And of course, you know, like it's your words, it's your ideas, it's your story. In a sense, it is about you. But something that really, really helped, and lots of people talk about this, but few get so focused on the practicality of it is you have to be generous. And so for me, it meant giving, 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 giving without asking. And so I wrote a free blog post every day for two years before I sold a single thing. I um, gave away eBooks, uh, webinars, uh, trainings, tools, all kinds of things for free. Because uh, first of all, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just trying to figure it out. I was practicing in public, sharing uh, my work, trying to get feedback on the stuff that was resonating. So that was valuable to me. Um, but I was also trying to build up a lot of trust. And at the end of that two years, it was more like 18 months, I guess, before I started making uh, an income off of the blog, I, um, I started hearing from readers saying, hey, this is great. Thanks for sharing all this stuff with us for free, but can we buy something from you? Can we pay you for something? And and so one of the thing, lessons that I learned is that um, if you give, 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 if you make it all about them, they, some of them, will make it about you. And so um, 
you really can give your way into success. And every new business, pursuit, idea, I'm just finding ways to plant seeds uh, of generosity, helping people without asking anything in return. Um, And I think more often than not, that comes back to me giving time, giving money, giving resources to my audience, to my friends, to my network, uh, you know, people that I know, just trying to spread that goodwill. And over time, you become known as a helpful, resourceful person. And when your name comes up in conversation, people talk about you in a positive way. And it just kind of spreads this positive brand. Plus, it feels good to help people. So, you know, that was one principle is it will never hurt you to outgive your audience. It will only ever help you. And it is a great way to establish yourself from everybody else. Another tip, lesson, principle thing that I learned was listen to what the people who have done this for a long time tell you to do. For a long time, I thought, you know, I don't need to listen to Darren. He's 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 old. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, but like he's been doing this for a long time, and there are like these timeless principles, like using a lead magnet. I thought I was like above that, and. And I was trying to pave my own path without first paying attention to the ways that this has always worked. It always works to give before you ask people to pay attention to you, right? To uh, use a lead magnet to get somebody on your email list. That's not tricking them and getting them on your email list. It's rewarding them for their attention. And so a real big moment for me was when I stopped thinking I knew everything and just started listening anyone, especially those who had done things that I wanted to do, assuming that I knew nothing, taking the posture of a student and acting like an apprentice and just trying things. Uh, So being willing to do what other people said without arguing about it. And often I talk with folks who are struggling to succeed uh, with their blogs or online businesses and they go, oh yeah, 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 I've, I've tried that. I've heard that. Give me something new. Give me some new idea. And it turns out that the oldest things that have worked for a long time are the techniques and strategies that are probably going to keep working for a long time. They just might need a fresh coat of paint on them. So do what works for other people. At least try it. Be humble enough to admit what you don't know. Become somebody else's student uh, and try it. And then I think the last thing that worked really well for me is connecting with influential people. And uh, it sounds bad, and, and I'll kind of explain what this means for me, but essentially leveraging their influence to grow my own influence. Uh, now, what that means is I would reach out to folks and I would try to be as helpful as possible. People like Darren Rouse, Brian Clark, um, Seth Godin, Michael Hyatt, Um, a lot of people in the blogging and online marketing space. And I never said, how can I be helpful? Because that's not very helpful. But I would say, hey, could I write a guest post for you? Or could I um, share this tip with your audience? Now, obviously, there's something in it for me when I would do that, uh, but there's also something in it for them. Um, And so I found that by simply meeting influencers, people that I considered mentors, and sharing something with their audiences... um, like that was that was a that was a fast pass to getting in front of a lot of people in a short amount of time. Now, how do you practically do this? Well, most people don't do this very well. I didn't do this very well for a long time, uh, and it's because you get in front of somebody and say, "Hey, let me talk to your audience," and that's not going to work. They don't trust you. They don't know you. They don't know if you have any right speaking to their audience. And so what I practiced without realizing it, um, and in retrospect, I now think of it as the case study strategy, uh, what I did was, you know, remember 
principle lesson number two was be humble enough to admit that you don't what you don't know and try new things based on what other people are saying. So the second part of that is to become somebody's case study. So if I read something on Michael Hyatt's blog that said you should have a lead magnet, um, I'd go, okay, great, I'm going to do that. And so I would go do whatever so-and-so influencer had said and I would implement it and then I would report back to them. I would send them an email or comments on their blog or tweet back at them, reply to them on Twitter and share the results. And I would do this over and over and over again with people who were sharing advice, particularly about blogging and online marketing. Um, and I did this. They just thought of it as seeds. you know. I, I thought of it as a way of being helpful to the people who had helped me by saying, hey, you might want to know that this worked for me and I just want to say thanks. And I did this enough times with enough people that some of them started talking about me. Michael Hyatt was one of these people where in a way I kind of became... Uh, his one of his case studies, and he had just had a book come out called Platform, which I think came out in 2012. And I was growing my platform at the time, and and it was working, and I was sharing it with him. And he actually invited me to write a chapter, a guest chapter in that book about guest posting, which I had gotten really into, and had shared with him how it had helped me grow my blog, and that relationship. Um, probably saved me years of hustling. And I did that with a, a number of people. And there are plenty of people that said, hey, this worked and I never heard back from them. But those that I did hear back from, I doubled down on that connection and built a relationship, a friendship with these people. And so that, you know, it, lots of people talk about that. Everybody wants to get in front of influential people and have them share their stuff with the world. But it's actually really hard Unless you realize that these people who are constantly sharing advice very rarely hear back from people who are actually doing the work and applying the principles. And so this is what I call the case study strategy. You do what other people say that you should do and you let them know about it. And over time, you build a relationship with them. And some of these people will just talk about you, won't even have to ask. Sometimes you you can ask, hey, can I do a guest post or share this on your podcast? Um, or would you endorse my book or you know whatever? But I have found just by simply being the case study of the giants who have come before you, it can save you a lot of time and it can help you get your work in front of a much larger uh, audience without having to spend the years of building that audience. So those are some tips that I think uh, were pretty helpful for me. Creating great content and building your audience. This is ProBlogger. So that's question two. Question three, what's the next step and or the next challenge in your evolution. Next step is I've done the thing where I've worked with tens of thousands of customers buying courses and ebooks and programs, and that's been cool. Um, it's made a lot of money, it's generated millions of dollars in income. But the more I do this, I've been running my business for almost seven years now the more interested I am in going deeper with fewer people. And so the two things that I'm really interested in are masterminds. I currently run a mastermind of creative entrepreneurs, about 20 people. I'm wanting to keep growing that. We meet every week on Zoom. We meet in person three times a year. And we're really walking these creative entrepreneurial journeys out together Really, really fun. I love the impact, relationship, connection that happens and community that happens in a space like that. I could see growing more groups like that. I love the mastermind experience. And then live events. Um, 
doing a uh, live conference for years uh, has been really fun. This will be the last year of uh, our conference called the Tribe Conference, but I'll probably do some more regional, smaller, again, mastermind kind of events. I like workshops. Uh, it's funny, like all the things that uh, an online business afforded me, right? Scale, opportunity to reach a lot of people, uh, you know, f- with a click of a mouse. Um, being able to create, like, create a product once and share it with a lot of people, do it all online. In some ways, I'm moving, like, building an online business is moving me back towards offline activities, getting together in person, <laughs> working with fewer people in ways that aren't necessarily scalable. But that's where I'm seeing a lot of the impact. And I'll continue to, to do online programs and things like that. But I'm really excited about that, working with creative entrepreneurs. And then uh, we have a program helping people. Uh, write great books. It's called Write a Bestseller. And I, I like that a lot. Um, and, and I hope to focus more on that, helping people get their books out into the world. That's something that I'm focusing on a lot. And less on the helping people grow their blogs and you know be, get better at internet marketing. I think there's a lot of value there, but there's a lot of people who do that really well. Uh, what I do well is I write books and teach people how to do the same. And I'm looking forward to doing more of that from a teaching perspective. Okay. That's that's it. Those are all the questions. I hope this was helpful. Let me know if I can be of any more service to you. I will uh, be speaking at the ProBlogger event in August. Hope to see you there. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me, jeff at goingswriter.com. There's a question that you have for me that I wasn't able to answer in this interview. Feel free to shoot me an email and hopefully I'll see you in Melbourne in August. Thanks. How to build and monetize your blog. This is ProBlogger. Wow. Thank you so much, Jeff, for your wise words today. I, uh, as I said at the top of today's show, got a lot out of this myself. Uh, Jeff is someone that I look to uh, for advice as a writer, and uh, I quite often will bounce ideas off Jeff, but he's also someone who I think has a lot of um, of good things to say for us, who, of us who are building a business as well. You can check out Jeff's site at Goins Writer, that's G-O-I-N-S, writer.com, and uh, check out all of the things that he's got to say there. Now, a few of the things that really stood out to me. Firstly, he um, really talked about the, I guess, the success of his latest venture, goinswriter.com, um, as being answering the question, what would happen if I stick with this? Um, and I, I really relate to that because I think a lot of bloggers do have a series or a trail of half-finished blogs behind them. And one of the biggest things that really, I guess, gets in the way of success for many bloggers is they don't just stick at it or they have a series of blogs rather than one blog. And so I love that uh, Jeff finally did stick to blogging and got serious about it. Uh, he mentioned a number of things there that I think are really important for those who are just starting out, you know, developing an email list was a big part of what he did. Um, And having that email list of people who were regularly hearing from him really enabled him to monetize in the long run. So I loved that advice. I secondly really related to this idea of I guess having that mindset shift that he realized he what he wanted wasn't more. Um, I don't know if that wake-up call that he had is something that you relate to, but I I find a lot of us uh, as bloggers who've been around for a number of years, and I've used this analogy in the past, but we it's almost like we build a machine 
around what we're passionate about, but the the machine actually takes over and we spend our time feeding the machine. Um, Jeff talked a little bit about how he'd built a business which he thought would allow him to do what he loved, writing, but it actually stopped him from writing. And I think a lot of bloggers actually get to this point, particularly bloggers who've had some success. And many of us do need to have these moments in our business where we realign, where we perhaps narrow our focus back down to the things that we really started out wanting to do. And in the case for for um, Jeff, it was writing. So I, I really appreciate the fact that he shared that lesson that he he had because it's something that um, I know uh, I've had to do periodically over the years and perhaps even need to do at the moment as well. And so I thank Jeff for sharing that. Uh, His three top tips that led to his success. um, Firstly, you have to give before you ask. I love that line from Gary V. Give, uh, give, give, and then ask rather than give, 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 and take. Um, There's a difference between asking and taking from your audience. And I think a lot of us as bloggers um, do have the temptation to just take instead of asking our audience if they would like to to buy something from us. Um, Be relentlessly generous was the advice there. And I think that really does uh, represent the success of many of the bloggers that I admire over the years is their generosity. Um, Listen to those who've gone before you. Again, this is something you've heard on this podcast before. The oldest things that have been working for a long time, it turns out those things will continue continue to work into the future. Um, That's why we do preach that you need to develop an email list. This is old-fashioned technology that continues to work today. Yes, we do need to learn how to continue to use it and tweak it, and we've got podcasts in the archives here at ProBlogger that talk about that, but don't just latch on to all the new sexy things that are coming out. Actually look at what has already been working (laughs) for decades now and uh, latch on to those things. And last his advice to connect with influential people. I love that strategy that he he talked about of being the case study of the influencers. Uh, I just think that is such brilliant advice. Actually implement the advice of the people you want to get on the radar of and then tell them what happens and you'll become their case study, whether that be as a guest post or an interview or something that they just use in passing as an example. I can actually think of a number of people that that's happened to um, both that have approached me, but also that I've approached others by being their case study. Brilliant advice. Really encourage you to try that one out yourself. Influencers are looking for that feedback and they are looking for case studies that prove that their own advice works. So actually be the case study for an influencer. Uh, Brilliant advice. Really, I wish I'd come up with that one myself. (laughs) So thanks, Jeff, for sharing that. I love this interview. In fact, I'm going to listen to it again because there's more in there that I want to dig into. So you might want to go back and have another listen to today's interview with Jeff. Please share it with anyone who you know of that needs to hear this advice. Um, I I really hope that this episode does get shared widely because I think it's got so much uh, valuable stuff into it. If you would like to uh, check out uh, more from Jeff, you can head to goinswriter.com and also consider 
consider coming. Uh, I know it's last minute notice now uh, to our August event in Melbourne. We do have a handful of tickets both to our beginner event. We have a whole day of training for beginners uh, who want to start a blog uh, or who've just started their blog. Jeff will be talking at that. He'll be giving a keynote on uh, how to develop your voice. Or if you're a little bit more experienced, whether you are intermediate kind of level or more advanced, uh, Jeff will be at our mastermind event as well. And as he mentioned in his interview, he loves masterminding and I've seen him in the action at that type of event. He is excellent, which is why we've got him out to our event. Our events are in, in August in Melbourne. So uh, I know that cuts out some of you, but uh, if you are able to get to Melbourne, head over to problogger.com forward slash events. Hopefully there's still a few tickets available and uh, we'd love to see you at that particular event. Thanks for listening today. Our show notes today, and there's a full transcription of uh, this podcast at problogger.com forward slash podcast forward slash 279. Thanks and we'll chat in next episode 280. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to ProBlogger. If you'd like to comment on any of today's topics or subscribe to the series, find us at problogger.com forward slash podcast. Tweet us at ProBlogger. Find us at facebook.com forward slash ProBlogger or search ProBlogger on iTunes. Before I go, I want to give a big shout out and say thank you to Craig Hewitt and the team at Podcast Motor, who've been editing all of our podcasts for some time now. Podcast Motor have a great range of services for podcasters at all levels. They can help you to set up your podcast, but also offer a couple of excellent services to help you to edit your shows and get them up with great show notes. Check them out at podcastmotor.com.